0: Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Well, happy new year, Life Group leaders. This is uh, John Thomas here. So great to be with you as we start off 2023 together. It's amazing to say that. I can't believe that here we are. It's 2023. This is going to be a great year together uh, as we're kicking off this amazing series called On the Table. Hey, just real quick before we get going and I introduce our special guest today. Uh, If you have not already listened to the series overview uh, that we released on Wednesday with, um, with Eric Geiger, go back and listen to that. It's, it's uh, about 40 minutes, but it is so worthwhile. That's going to give you an overview of this entire eight-week series uh, that we're starting this weekend on the table. Uh, so push pause. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to that. Uh, right now, we're going to be looking at week one on the, the topic of Can We Trust the Bible? We're going to walk you through um, some of the topics here and the group discussion questions. But I'm not doing it by myself. I've got a good friend here with mm-hmm. me, the only other guy on staff I know that has... Uh, an incredible nickname. It's on his lanyard. I'm Lawn John because I'm on the lawn every weekend. But who do we got for us today, folks?
1: Hey, the Black Rhino himself. Christian <laughs> oh, Moon in the house. I know. What's going I have on, this buddy? really cool voice right now because I have a sore throat. So right now I sound like Mufasa. I don't sound like Mufasa. <laughs> so Black Rhino has become Mufasa Simba. You have forgotten who you are. <laughs> so, you have forgotten me, and therefore forgotten who you are. <laughs> I love it, Vader. <laughs> dude. People are driving around right now thinking, "What it's is going scary. on?" Don't it's address uh, adjust your bass or your treble. Scary.
0: Black Rhino Lon John, we're gonna walk you through this stuff a little bit today. But man, thanks for spending time with thanks. us, dude. Thanks, it's good thanks, to see you, man. Hope you good Christmas, Happy New Year, the whole thing, right? Wonderful. That's what good I'm talking about. Hey, I love that you're um, sitting with us for this topic. Uh, can I trust the Bible? Um, one of the things that I admire about you, and there are many things, man, because you are um, you're the real deal, dude, but one of the things I've always been struck by with you um, is not from a perform not from a performance standpoint, but the way that you pray. Yeah. the way that you pray. You are somebody who models a passionate conviction around the scriptures. Yeah that when you pray you are praying the scriptures because it's just so a part of who you are yeah. like if we were to cut you you would bleed scripture yeah. like all all day long yeah. and so i love that we're going to have the conversation around uh can i trust the Bible? how do i navigate the bible and i wonder if you could this is just an impossible question to yeah. try to address but man the impact of scripture in your life and your journey yeah what 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 does that look like for you
1: yeah um I think firstly was just modeled. It's just modeled for me by my parents. Yeah. So I didn't get into it by choice. It was by default. Just because, to this day, if you go to my house and my mom now is by herself, hmm. she will always read scripture before going to bed. So that was a habit. It was cultivated. And uh, you know how it is. You raise your kids in one way, and then uh, somehow, I veered off from it. But it was already embedded in me. Right. And so. Uh, what I've even actually had to do is to work hard to actually speak like a normal person because you know you're <laughs> still working on it. <laughs> yeah, speaking scripture is is just was the thing that was inculcated in me. Yeah. So um, and but I've had to own my own faith with time, right? And especially during challenging times. But for me, it was just one of those things that where I was favored by God to be in a home and a family where scripture was central to our lives, like every single night. We read scripture, so got to understand, learn it, and then I happened to go to India when in I was seventeen, and India was really tough for mm. me. And the only thing I could do is lean on scripture. And I was mm. part of a of a Christian fellowship that was a little on the radical side, so they made us make sure that we understand scripture. We read, you know, verses that people don't usually read, and you know, we read books like Nahum, Right. you know, and right. Badiah, you know, yep. and Philemon. <laughs> You know, and so, um, so that kind of shaped my thinking and my my thing for for faith, but I've had to own it with time and understand mm. it and move it from my head to my heart. That's good because in the head, it's, 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 it's one thing to have the scriptures in your head, but it's another thing to drive it down into your heart.
0: That's right, absolutely, because it's not just a collection of ancient manuscripts and writings. It's the living, breathing word of God, right? That is supposed to impact and inform everything that we are and everything that we do. And so I love that we're starting here in this important series because it becomes the foundation, the bedrock of all the questions that we're going to address over the next eight weeks. We're going to talk about the standpoint of of culture and where we see the influence, but it all points back to the living, breathing reality of what scripture is. And one of the things that Eric talked about last week was the role of how Scripture is authoritative, yep. that it sits over us. Yep. We don't sit over it, yep. that we get our cues from God's word, not the other way around, picking yep. apart things. And so, yep. and it's a grand story, right? That's something that Eric talks about this week of being caught up in this incredible story that has an arc that yep. is huge. We're not the main characters of it. Yep. That's that's really good news. We are we are a part of it, but it's God's story Thank that we're Jesus. invited into. Isn't that right? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's so good, man. Um, so I'm going to read um, the, one of the anchor passages uh, for this week and for your sermon discussion question. Uh, it's in our look down. After you've lead, led your group through this lean-in question, you're going to talk about the elements of story and what makes a good story. We're getting people opened up to the idea of God's Word being a grand narrative. And then once we move to the look down, Second um, Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. It says this: All Scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, oh, <laughs> for correcting, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Christian, I'm curious, just as you hear that passage, what what stands out from you in that text as they're going to lead their group to this discussion now? What do you learn about Scripture from this passage? Anything jump out to you?
1: Yeah, I think just right from the beginning, from the onset, all Scripture is inspired by God. And um, Mm. when you have to think about that, if you think about the authoritative nature of God, meaning that there has to be something that is transcendent, something that is uh, timeless, immaterial that actually creates everything that we get to see so when you see scriptures all scripture is inspired by god meaning it's a transcendent being entering our world Mm. and so that in itself is you just have to acknowledge you know you're you're faced with some existential questions like where does it all come from Mm. where does it all come from and so it has the idea of being scripture being inspired by god this has to be an author of life because there's an order to life Mm. And therefore, um, we know that uh, we we get to understand that all scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable. And here's what it does to us: it it's always guiding, directing, rebuking, correcting, um, and training us to, to um, be attuned to one who formed and created us. Good. So we have a creator. We're acknowledging God, the creator, formed us. And so for us to understand ourselves, we have to go back to the the original author of life and right. he says he is what I've so it's all scripture it's inspired by him it's saying "Here is who I've made you to be right and here's how you can get to know me uh, by understanding uh, by looking at the scriptures so the scriptures are inspired by him right but right. you have to look at who's the object of the inspiration it's mm. God who's uncaused uncreated right timeless immaterial so that we can have a world that is already caused. He's an uncaused cause good, that allows us to to be. We're not. We just didn't happen. Right. All of life, the intricacies, the complexity of life, they don't just happen. Right. They have to come from where, somewhere. And therefore, what he gives us is this manual or a weight of life that comes from scripture. So I think the idea That's of having I mean, scripture being inspired by an uncaused cause is a big deal.
0: Right. Yeah. And who's behind the inspiration, man? I love. Exactly. I love that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it is, in one sense a very complex book it is right i mean absolutely. 66 books absolutely uh, 40 yeah. something you can give me quote me if i'm wrong here 90. 40 different authors is, yeah. three different languages yeah. Yeah. over 1500 years yeah. of a collection that of writing right. yeah. there's nothing like it when you look at just there's the like human it. size and scale of it yeah. but then you realize that actually this isn't by human thought or design yeah, it isn't. right it is yeah.
1: and, and I, I like going back to while I was taught scripture by my parents and I was made to memorize it as a young kid, um, what led me to actually then moving into the inspired Word of God um, is the fact that I had to deal with questions in my younger years. Mm. Uh, the questions that we all grapple with. The questions of origin. Where do we come from? Right. The questions of meaning. What is the meaning of life? The questions of morality. What is good? What is wrong? What is right? right. What is wrong? You know, and then the questions of destiny. What happens to us when we when we're gone. So, and um, and you think about scriptures, all scripture being inspired by God for teaching, it brings a coherent worldview mm. of all these aspects. So um, if you have to grapple with those existential questions, you have to find something that will bring coherence. And the only thing that I've found that brings that coherence is um, this scripture of God that is God-breathed.
0: That's right. Yeah. And I love that Eric's walking through both of that this weekend, the, the element of Sort of the apologetic by yeah. we can trust the scripture, it's reliable, it it's backed up, extra biblical evidence that supports yep. it. Yep. But not just from is it true in a material sense? Yeah. But as he walks us through even Psalms 1-1 through 6, mm. happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the mm. wicked, but stands in the pathway stands in the pathway of sinners. Instead, his delight is in the Lord instructions. So that even the, it's not just materially true, but we see it play out true yeah. through a life lived on the foundation of Scripture. Yeah. And there are all kinds of different things that we yeah. can base our base our life on, right? Yeah. And different cues that we can take. Absolutely. Um, and actually
1: that's, that Scripture 1-1 one, one is the, um, it's the impetus for me for prayer. Right. Because it says instruction who meditates. And meditating is the idea of thinking and thinking and thinking until Mm -hmm. your heart catches fire, Mm -hmm. you know. And so Mm. the meditation of scripture is that, and here's what I believe, is that the first word in prayer should be God's word. Mm. You know, because what you're speaking is, how do you know how to pray? You pray by speaking Mm. um, what he's already told you, Mm. you know. And so for me, how do you learn, how does a kid learn a second language? Mm. Or how how do kids learn a language you're spoken to? Mm. And when you're spoken to, you speak back. Right. So the first word in prayer then gets to be God's word. That's right. You know, we, we're just speaking back to him, what he's already told us. Not to remind him of what he said, but to remind our hearts and to help our hearts catch fire. That's the idea of meditation, totally. ruminating. You sit on it, you eat it, chew it like cud until your, catch, your heart catches fire. So that's, that's it, dude. the beauty of scripture is you chew on it until your heart catches fire. That's
0: right, from head to heart, man. Truth Absolutely. on fire all day long, dude. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. So um, leaders are going to lead your group then through the conversation on the passage in Timothy and then also in Psalms 1. Just evaluating, man, what is the difference of somebody who really sets their heart on Scripture that lives their life from that? What do you what do you notice about that person? What do you notice about your about your own life? What does that look like when you take your cues, your directives, when you allow Scripture to sit over you and not the other way around? What does that look like uh, for you? Uh, and then we're going to get to um, the lookout. We're talking about this already a little bit. Uh, what does it look like for people that maybe don't have the foundation of Scripture? Where, where do they turn to? Yeah. If if they don't have this um, kind of this true north compass of the inspiration of Scripture coming from the truly inspirational one, the creator of all uh, heaven and earth, then where else do people turn? What does that look like? How do those sources Live up to their expectations and where do they not? Yeah. Where do you see that, Christian? Where do, where yeah, do I think
1: when, when I look out, we all go that uh, we all realize that we all worship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody worships mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. and it's just the object of our worship. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, preoccupi- if you're preoccupied with money, then money is going to be your God. Mm-hmm. If you're preoccupied with beauty and looks, that will be your God. Mm-hmm. If you're preoccupied with prestige, that will be your God. So, right. whatever, we all worship something. And I think what I love about the scriptures is that now we're being asked to consider where do we look and we look into a transcendent being, someone that is otherworldly. Mm -hmm. And therefore, something that is bigger or someone who's bigger than us, a God who is uncaused and uncreated. So you go like, um, I think for our object of our worship becomes this God, otherwise something else will be our God. Right. And so if you want to know what you really worship, look at what you spend your time thinking about um, spending money on, you know, spending your energy on. That's who you worship. That's your God, you know. And so for us here, it's scriptures that when people don't have the authority of God's word, then you see them having to lean away to other things that are not satisfying and are not fulfilling because those things are not transcendent. Right. Those things are not eternal you know you know things that are not eternal are eternally useless yeah yeah. you know so we are worshiping things that are not eternally uh useful and therefore we fall short and that's why our hearts should break for those who are out there that don't understand the scriptures right because how then do you allow this scripture to sit above you because i think the word of god actually the beauty of it is it's beautiful it's it's coherent but it's also offensive Mm. it's also offensive Mm -hmm. it tells me the very fact that i'm a christian I had to be offended first. Mm-hmm. I had to be told I'm a sinner. Yeah. I don't want to be a sinner, yeah. but I am. You know, First, it offends me before it actually invites me into it. But then to realize that I don't have to pay or work for my offense. Oh, dude. He does it for me. And therefore, you see, while it's offensive, it's still yet the most beautiful thing, the gospel, yeah. the beauty of not yeah. me working for it but god you know doing it for me that's and good. so it's unfortunate that when people look out into the world and they see what they're worshiping when we look around all the time we see mm-hmm. people worshiping other things other than god right and um in kenya we never we say this that you never know that god is all you need yeah. until you realize that god is all you've got yeah and at home there's not much distraction in that way and so you turn to god wholeheartedly yeah. and his word becomes the key for it
0: that's good I like that, man, the the offensive nature of Scripture and the Gospel, which is a huge stumbling block, especially when we want to be the heroes of our own yeah. story and we create our project self and put yeah. ourselves in the middle of the narrative yeah. and everybody else is just background characters yeah. to the story that we're writing about ourselves. Yeah. When Scripture flips that upside down and says, you know what, yeah. I'm the main character. This is my story. I have a wonderful, beautiful part for you to play yeah. when yeah. you when come that. in line with yeah. The narrative of Scripture. So that's that's beautiful. Man. That's it. Our lives are better when we're not
1: the, when we're not at the center. Of it. Totally. Yeah.
0: Totally. Amazing. Uh, you're already hitting then on some of the thematic questions of the of the look in. Um, one of the things that's listed here t- too though is um, like any discipline, right? Like yeah. like anything. I mean, this is New Year resolution time all, all day long, right? Yeah. The gyms yeah. are full. People, the salad bars are full, whatever, whatever else is going on. Dieting in full effect. Yeah, yeah. totally. And uh, many in your groups, right, you've got this, this discipline now. And hopefully you're joining us on our annual read, the um, J.I. Packer, Knowing yeah. God Through the Year. Yeah. Um, but this is a time, right, where we yeah. want to we want to begin to make those healthy habits of engaging God's Word daily because yeah. it's a discipline that you don't reap the benefits from yeah. unless you actually actively engage Absolutely. in the discipline. So that's yeah. part of the look in is lead your group through that conversation, appropriately challenge, model that for, for yourselves. But Christian, for you, man, what does that look like? You talked about that a little bit at, at the beginning, but just this, this habit of setting yourself in front of God's Word, what would your encouragement be to, to group leaders as they're, posturing themselves for that this yeah, year
1: yeah you know on our spiritual journey we are all on a journey of transformation yeah and what i believe is more than just reading the scriptures come it's allowing the scriptures to read me it's good dude and that for me is when i go to god's word i'm not just going to and i'm not just going to look for inspiration mm-hmm. i'm actually going to look at where it challenges me where i have a hard time with it right and, um, and I think there are many opportunities like that that I look at and I see how, as I get into God's word, I'm asking God's word, where am I being challenged by mm-hmm. it's Not just going in to look for an inspiration, but going like, man, that's difficult, that's tough. And when I find places like that in scripture, it's where I sit on it. One of the scriptures that I, that I love is when, when Jesus on the cross, he's tempted and he's told, if you're the son of God, come down. Right Now, for me, it's very easy to come down from the cross. Every day I'm being told, "Come down from the cross," and I come out and I just do justice on people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll mm-hmm. come down from the cross really quickly because mm-hmm. if somebody tempts me with, "Hey, if you're this, if you're that," you know, I want to prove myself. I want to be the hero, mm-hmm. so I'll come down from the cross. But when I see Jesus staying on the cross. And then it behooves me to then stay when i face opportunities where people are telling me to come down from the cross it's good so you see the scriptures reads me it reads me and tells me look this is the it shows me the the the, the lack in my heart it shows me the brokenness in my heart and so more than just reading the scriptures yeah it's good it's allowing the scriptures to read me and knowing that it's a daily thing yeah. it's not a it's not a every other week it's a daily thing because you're sitting down in this inspired God its teaching, it's rebuking, it's correcting, you know, for the fullness, for the full transformation yeah. of the whole man. So it's great. I think um, I, I love going to scripture just cause uh, it reads me now sometimes. It may miss a day or two, but what happens is that I'm on a plane or sitting somewhere and I'll just whip up the word of God and mm-hmm. I've just allowed it to just kind of continually read me because that's how I'm gonna grow and be transformed because right I'm now. still on a journey of growth. So, yeah. so all the leaders who are there, uh, you yourself, yourself, you're on a journey, yeah. and it's hard to pour out into people yeah. what you don't already have. That's right. You know, so. that's good, man.
0: It's beautiful. Now, it's often attributed to Mark Twain. I don't know if he said it or not, but yeah. you know the quote. It's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that oh, trouble yes. me. It's the parts that I do understand <laughs> leading into that yeah. and, and actioning it out because yeah. that's where the growth comes. That's it's through it the is. transformation Probably. of action, right? Yeah. So that's good, man. Christian, thanks so much, dude, for spending Thank time you. with us. Thank Appreciate you. you, man. Leaders, man, this is going to be an incredible series. Yeah, so is. lean into it, model it. Don't miss a week, man. Engage these conversations. We're going to be with you week in and week out uh, resourcing you through this podcast. But let's keep in touch, too. We want to hear how God is moving in and through your group through this great series. All right, you guys. Have a great week. And we'll see you next week on this.